Hello there, cat people. Dan the Catman here. I'm recording this on a Catterday, so happy Catterday, cat people. <laughs> Welcome to episode 22 of the Shelter Cats podcast, My Labor of Feline Love. As I'm recording this in my office, two of my five cats, my Sophie and my Mona, are sitting here with me, uh, rather sleeping here with me. It is a mid-August day. And finally, the humidity has dropped a little bit, which is good because one of my air conditioners uh, died. It went to that big um, air conditioner sleeve in the sky. So um, I'm waiting for some new equipment to come in, uh, new air conditioners. So until then, thank God at least the humidity dropped. Uh, and believe it or not, my cats, who are covered in fur and I'm not covered in fur, they're handling this much better than me. Um, they're a lot less uh, cranky about the humidity than I am. But at any rate, the Shelter Cats podcast, Humidity or Not, is all about Shelter Cats. The Shelter Cats that have made a difference in my life, that have saved my life, and all about the stories about my cats, all about people that have made a difference in the lives of Shelter Cats, from trappers to fosters to shelter directors to everyday people. that have made a difference in finding homes for shelter cats and whose lives have been touched just by having a shelter cat. And hopefully all that will inspire you to adopt a shelter cat of your own. Adopt, don't shop. As I always say, right now, as I'm speaking to you in my, whatever my accent is, Brooklyn, Long Island, a formerly Jewish accent, there is an amazing shelter cat waiting to come home with you. So go to your local shelter, Seek out a local rescue group, seek out a local foster, or ask your friends that have cats, because unlikely they adopted from a shelter too. And go adopt today, because I can tell you there is no love on this earth better than unconditional feline love. No offense, dog people. Dogs unconditionally love too, but it's just not the same as the unconditional love you get from a cat. Not, not at all, not at all. Um, it's made such a difference in my life. I could not imagine my life now without a house full of, of loving shelter cats. And that's how I intend to roll. So I recommend it very, very highly. Um, so this is episode 22. This is, this will be coming out in early September. And then my season one of the podcast ends on October 1st. So we're, we're coming up to the end, just four episodes to go after this. It's been an amazing experience. I've enjoyed it immensely. I'm looking, I'm already looking forward and planning an even bigger season two with video. And I'm probably going to switch platforms because I'm not loving, uh, I use Spotify, their podcasting platforms. I'm not I'm not thrilled with it. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of things I can't do, like add music and video is a problem. So I'm going to be spending um, October, I'm going to be taking off. There won't be any new episodes in October. And I'm going to be spending that month um, working on switching platforms and um, adding video so that when I record, I'll record video of my guests as well. And speaking of guests, you know, so good with segues, right? I want to hear from you, just like I've heard from so many people 
who in so many walks of life that have helped shelter cats. I want to hear from you too. I want to hear about your shelter cat. I want to hear how you adopted your shelter cats and, and the amazing stories you have. If you want to shelter, if you do rescue, if you do trapping, if you even just foster, I want to hear from you. If you volunteer at a shelter or a rescue group, I want to hear from you. And I want to have you on future episodes because it's not about me. It's about people that make a difference in the lives of shelter cats because they all deserve homes. So you can find me on the web, tylerthecat.com. You can email me, dan at tylerthecat.com. Social media, Facebook page is called Shelter Cats. Instagram, TikTok, and Threads is called Shelter Cats Podcast. So just search Shelter Cats Podcast and you'll find me. I Instagram every day. I TikTok two or three times a week. I Threads a couple times a week too. I don't think anybody's on Threads anymore, which is a shame because I kind of liked it. Uh, Twitter is Shelter Cats POD, but I don't Twitter or X, X, whatever it's called now. I don't Twitter too much. Tweet, post, whatever I'm supposed to say. Um, there's a YouTube channel where I have a video of the audio of the podcast. Um, and next season I'll have actually actual video instead of you just looking at a still image. But, you know, if you have YouTube on your TV or on your tablet, you can have the podcast on YouTube. So YouTube, the channel is called Shelter Cats. And you can support the podcast on Spotify. Look for the dollar symbol. And Patreon, just search Shelter Cats, or I could send you the link. Uh, the Patreon, the various um, levels on Patreon, you'll get access to my WhatsApp group, my Discord server, uh, and um, you know access to get to me personally. And I'm going to be adding you know Zoom Zoom chats on a weekly basis coming up in season two. So definitely hop on the Patreon thing because all that helps me make a better podcast, interview more people, and help more shelter cats find homes. Which leads me to today's guest, my wonderful friend, Alicia, Alicia Berwind. I'm sorry if I'm saying her name wrong. She is, um, I've met her through social media, through the various cat groups that I'm on on Long Island. She has led me to some amazing guests that are coming up on, a, on a, two or three of my future episodes. And even I've lined up a few for the season two. She, ha- she knows so many rescue people in New York, on Long Island, that it, it just blows my mind. As soon as I she heard that I was starting a podcast, oh, you need to talk to this person and that person and that person. And not only does she give me names, she's she's done legwork. She's reached out for me. I, she's like an unofficial producer on the show. <laughs> it's just it's just wonderful. Um and she's done a lot of animal rescue and animal fostering throughout her life. So she's had a very big part in helping shelter cats, homeless cats, stray cats, feral cats. She's helped so many cats from trapping to fostering to just even just spreading the word. So I knew I had to have her on because she's just an amazing friend with amazing advice and and I just could not, could not, not, could not, could not, could not, not, couldn't not have her on the show. You know what I mean? So without further ado, and without further rambling, here is my conversation with Alicia. 
and her episode is called Adopt, Don't Shop. Very fitting. Enjoy. Hello. Alicia. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Just so everyone knows, we're using a cup on a string. (laughs) We are. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine. I hear you fine. No problem. Welcome. I'm glad we finally figured it out. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So I have to have you on the show. Um, You've had a lifetime in a lifetime with cats. I don't know if I've had a lifetime with cats. I got my first cat when I was about 30 years old. Okay. So most of your life with cats. A lot of my life with cats. Yeah. What led you, may I ask why at 30? You know what? I had just moved into a new apartment. So it was the first apartment I could um, have a pet. And I knew I couldn't get a dog because, um, you know, my work schedule and cats are pretty easy. So I went to the local shelter and I picked out, actually, I picked out an initial cat and they said they didn't hold cats. Um, So I was, so I, I went back two weeks later, the cat was still there and they told me he was being held for somebody. And it was such a sad story. He had been um, shot with pellets, and that's the reason why I had wanted him. But um, I ended up getting Loretta, who was just such a special kitty, a little tuxedo. Loretta. My first cat was a tuxedo, so I like you already. Yeah. I actually went, I went for, and I always try to tell people, I'm like, you got to give the black cats and the tuxedo cats and maybe the not so pretty cats a shot because they're the last ones to be adopted. Yes. Yes, yeah, so I, that's why I did go. I wanted a tux or a black cat. And how long did you have Loretta? Um, I think she, she. I had her for maybe seven years. I did get her as an adult. Okay. Um, but she was. I, I, she she passed early. It was just. It was a little. It was very sad because my other cats I've had. I had a lot longer. Did she inspire you to do? I know you've done. You've done animal rescue. You've done TNR. Yes. Um, she was actually not my inspiration. My um, initial inspiration, I, well, my initial inspiration, I would say, came from um, Gretel. Gretel. So I had, um, I already had a Hansel that I had gotten from uh, Save a Pet. And um, Hansel and had, Gretel. What? Hansel and Gretel. Gretel. Yeah. And then I had, um, at that point, I had Leapshin because he was a stray that I took in. Um, and then I took in, and then a cat outside gave birth and this is before Facebook was big. And there's an amazing page, um, that I know you've been part of, which is called Long Island Stray and Feral. Um, and it was before all of that. And, and, you know, I don't want to say the internet wasn't the internet, but they don't think they really have the information that they have now is readily available. And so I invited my friends over because a cat. Which I found out later on, I only found out a couple of years ago that a guy next door had a ton of stray cat or a lot ton of feral cats. And um, the mother had given birth in the yard that I was renting at. And I, I didn't know anything about socialization. I didn't know anything about feral cats at all. I had fixed a few strays in the neighborhood because I knew you were supposed to do that, but I didn't know how to fix a feral. I didn't know anything about a trap. Um, and I really, and I tried to, I had friends come over and chase around the kittens around the backyard but they were already too old <laughs> and we looked ridiculous and um, we couldn't get them. And I didn't know that, that there were other means to get, you know, kittens. 
and I felt terrible. I never spayed the mother. And, and to this day, I still feel guilty about it. And then one day they all disappeared except for the ugly sick one. Oh boy. Whose eyes were crusted closed and right. he was so sick. And, um, and I took her to the vet and I was like, well, at least I can get her fixed because she, she, I had been trying to do a little socialization with all of them. So she was letting me pet her. So I took her to the vet, got her fixed. Um, and she was, she was, you know, they were like, you can get her healthy and, and they, you know, they got her healthy and I ended up keeping her. So she was really my inspiration to join Long Island Stray and Feral. That's interesting that, you know, before the internet, it was just word of mouth, I guess. It was. And, and I've spoken to some people who have been trapping and they're like, why didn't you go to the library? Why didn't you research it? And it just didn't occur to me. And I always say, yeah. you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Yep. So, you know, I was just maybe a little bit naive. I, d I did fix some strays because I could get them into a carrier, but the ferals, I had no idea that there was a that's such a thing as a trap. Now, just for people who don't know, what is a trap? Okay. So when you do, so when you when you do have feral cats outside the most humane thing to do is to get a, a trap and you can get you can get them at um you know like home depot less expensive one or lowe's but there are a little bit nicer ones if you do have a lot of cats um and the trap basically there's a plate on it and the cat walks in and the cat step on the plate to get the food in the back and the back door closes and then you just pick up the cat and you take it to go get um spayed or neutered and that's actually called TNR, which stands for trap, neuter, and return. And the return is very important. It's not released. You have to return the cats to where you got them from. Right, because they're they're territorial, so they'll they should go back to where they're familiar. Am I right? Yes, exactly. They they know where their food source is, and if you put them into another area, they'll likely starve to death. Even if you put it into like another colony where there's cats. They'll often chase it off. And that's a lot of cats will even like run in front of cars just because they don't know where they are and they're terrified. Right. Yeah. It's easy to get confused. Yeah. So you got to return them to, to their food source. Right. Right. Um, that, that's definitely very, very important. And yeah, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty readily available. They are. You um, can rent them at most local shelters. They'll take a deposit um, and some places rent them, but most places will take a deposit of like $50 and then you get your fifty dollars back when you return it. And in our case, like, you know, I'm in Nassau County. There's town shelter. There's the town of Hempstead shelter that has a low cost program. Town of Hempstead, I believe, is actually free. You guys have a you guys have an amazing program. So I don't, you know, if other people in other towns, other states, hopefully there is something like that. You'd have to kind of contact your local shelter. You, you do. And like, I know someone just asked me the other day, do you know somebody in Arizona? And, and I said, I don't know anybody that does TNR in Arizona, but I was able to do like a Facebook search and you can do a Facebook search for TNR right. in Arizona or like a local township. You can check feral and, you know, the township. Um, and usually you can find something. Yeah. The, it, that, you know, the, the good thing about living in, you know, Everyone complains about social media, but for animal rescue and for cat rescue, um, this isn't a dog podcast, but I'm sure there's a dog, there's a dog version too. This is Facebook and social media is very, very good for that because every, every, every rescue has a Facebook group and a Facebook page. So there's definitely resources because oh, they're almost always volunteer run. 
Yeah, a lot of the TNR programs are volunteer run and Hempstead has a lot of amazing trappers. Um, but you know, if you want to get it done and because the trappers are so overwhelmed, um, there's a couple of full-time people trapping on Long Island and, and they have, you know, like a, a very, you know, the, some of the names are more popular than others, but they have waiting lists sometimes for months. So the best thing is, and then within those months, you could have a couple of litters of kittens. Yes. So the best thing to do is to start on your own and, and to learn how to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've trapped, uh, you know, I'm sure you know John DeBacker. Yes, of course. Um, who, I'm, who, is, who is podcast shy. I'm trying to get him on, but he's, he's a little shy. He, he taught me how to trap within 30 seconds, and I trapped uh, one that was sick on my, in my colony a couple of years ago, and it was just his trap involved pulling a string about six feet away down the driveway. Uh, that's called a drop trap. Okay. <laughs> that was me at six in the morning. Come on, go in there. Go eat the food. Go eat the food. Yes. And I pulled the string and I got him. <laughs> and you got him. And then you just have to know how to get him out of the trap. So I, I always use that the drop trap as an example of, um, oh, goodness, um, Wiley Coyote and the, uh, what's the cartoon? The Roadrunner. Roadrunner. And they used to have a drop trap in that where he'd hold the string and have the box over him. And it's the exact <laughs> same concept. That's an awesome example. Yeah. So how, how there's got to be more, I'm sure there are more animal rescue stories. So it started with that, with the kittens and then then where did it go? Well, I only got the one kitten because I didn't know any better. And then like, a couple of years later, I joined um, Long Island Stray and Feral. And I was like, oh, maybe I can pick up some tips about, you know, like socialization. And, and the whole entire new world opened up to me. And I said I would never be a colony feeder and I would never do TNR. And mostly because I live in a condo. Um, I was like, I don't think I could do that. And then um, this is a little bit of a story, but I, I was... I came home from work on a Friday night and I sat down on my couch and there was a post about um, a cat at Chili's, a kitten, she said. It was a kitten. And she said, it's chasing us in the parking lot and it's screaming, it must be hungry. Can somebody please bring a trap? And I had no, I knew nobody in TNR at that point. So um, I just went about my Friday night, which was going to get a massage. And, but I was so intrigued with this cat because I felt so bad for it. And I got out of my massage and the first thing I did was I opened up my phone and I, and I did a check in to see if they got the cat yet. And she said, well, somebody brought a trap. So I get home and I'm in my sweatpants and, and it was 17 degrees. I remember it was so cold out. And she wrote, she said something like, Hey, I have the trap, but I need somebody to bring hot cat food. And there's certain um, things that you usually put into a trap, like hot tuna, or um, you put in a, uh, one of the fit, one of the actual foods that works great is fish and tuna from Fancy Feast, but that's the only fish I use. But there's certain like baits that are work better than others. And so I didn't know any better. And I, I threw a, a can of chicken pate, which would rarely ever trap a cat. And I threw it into the microwave and I brought it up to the, to, up to Chili's. Now it has to be warm in order to, to it was smell seven, more, I guess. It's 17 degrees out. So you want it to oh. smell. It makes it smell more. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, and I didn't know that because I, I did actually, I did actually save a, uh, a feral cat that was stuck up in a tree once. And one of the pieces of advice was put hot food underneath the tree to encourage the cat to come down. Okay. 
So I, I was there with my hot food and I walked up to the ladies where I saw the trap and I, and I said, hi, I said, um, I have, I have hot food. And they just looked at me and smiled and they just continued talking. And, and, and I looked at them again and I said, excuse me, but I have hot food. And, cat. <laughs> and, and I didn't say cat. And she just looked at me and she said, oh, honey, you should definitely go home and enjoy your food while it's hot because it's really cold out. <laughs> try and I, and I, said, try what, <laughs> I said, why would I eat cat food? And she said, why are you carrying cat food? I said, I'm sorry. I thought you were the cat ladies. And she said, we are. And she said, how did you hear about this? And I said, you posted it on a page with 10,000 people. You didn't think someone was going to show up? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so they they took my hot cat food. And then um, she's, she went back to the car and she's like, well, come over and introduce yourself. And I went over and she, and she eventually invited me in the car because it was 17 degrees out. And my plan was to go home after my massage and go into bed. And and then I found out that it was um, a bunch of people. There it was this woman, Jacqueline, and her husband and her two kids in the back seat. And then there was um, Farah and her sister Jenna was there. And I think Eddie Stepinski was there. There was so many people there for this one cat trying to trap it. And um, she, is this a cat? Is this a cat trapping or a tailgate party? <laughs> it, was, it was something. And and I ended up um, hanging out in the car with Vicky till like I think it was like one in the morning when she finally had to take her son home. And I went back to my car and it was so cold out. And um, I and I and I said I'm never. And she said, Well, maybe you can come back. And I said, Well, I'm never gonna do this. And then she said, Well, maybe you can come back tomorrow because Farah said she's coming back tomorrow with the trap. And and I said, okay. And and the next day I was there with Farah sitting in the car and we're trying to trap the cat with the with the regular trap. And I think um, this cat was one of the most difficult traps that anybody had ever seen. Um, there was uh, other people were coming out like Kathleen and Carol, all these people had come out and every night I was going up there every night and I wanna say it was for like six weeks. Um, six weeks? I, it was six weeks and I went up, I even went up, I didn't go out on Christmas day. I brought up food and I put it down and on New Year's day, I brought up food and put it down. But those are the only days I was there without my trap that I had. Oh, and then I walked into Lowe's and I bought a trap. Wait, this cat was up the tree for six weeks. She wasn't up a tree. She was in the, in the Chili's parking lot and she would not go oh, into a trap. Oh, oh, okay. And I didn't know what I was doing. Like I, and here I am probably still with my pate, like, six weeks later not knowing any better and then other people were bringing up like other real bait and eddie sapinski was up there with like a red laser light catcher i mean everything we tried everything that's great and then finally i said one night i said i just can't make it up there tonight and somebody said don't worry i'm going anyway and she messaged me a half hour later and she got her with a drop trap thank god thank that's god great. oh but i do have to say after that night after i went home that night um after the whole massage and the first night, I went home and I looked in the mirror after my massage. I wasn't even paying attention. So no wonder why these women thought I was crazy. They put my hair back into, you know, they take your hair out during the massage. And I had a side ponytail. And because it was such a rough massage, I had makeup coming down my face like Alice Cooper. So no wonder why these women wanted to get rid of me. So you you, you gave off you had you gave off an impression. Oh, I'm sure I gave off an impression, although I'm still really good friends with the, the one of the women today and Farah, I'm really good friends with too, that was in one of the other cars. That one thing about the, the cat, you know, the cat rescue community is there's a lot of great people and I've made a lot of great friends, you, you being one of them. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That, that means a lot. 
so did that inspire you to do more? <laughs> well, less? yeah. Well, she was supposed to go to. I heard she, she was supposed to go to Foster. So she went to the went to the Foster, and they said something like they wanted to keep her, and then they changed their mind, and we didn't go through rescue, which. You know, you make a lot of mistakes until you learn better, you know, and, sure. and now I would never, ever take a cat without going through rescue. So, you know, even if I trapped it myself, I would still work with a rescue on it right. um, because you just don't know. Like my 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 Gretel that came out of the backyard, um, even though I took her to the vet and she was so sick, she had a polyp in her nose and she cost me three thousand dollars within the first month. Wow. So if you get them from a, a rescue or a shelter, they'll usually help you with the, with something like that major that ha comes up because they should have cluttered to begin with. Right, right. My, my tailor needed a lot of dental work and he wasn't fixed at 13. So they took care of that for him. Yeah, they do. They take care. Most rescue, reputable rescues will take care of all that before they even let you adopt. Yes. <clears throat> so that's always important because people are like, well, why are, why are rescues charging you know, $125 or $150. And it's like, if you go to a regular vet to get a spay and neuter, it's over 300 up to 800. And even if you go to a low cost, it's still going to be $150. And then the rescues do the deworming. They'll check to see if there's any other diseases. They snap test, they do a microchip. I mean, and then, and then they realize if there's any really big expensive issues. And I've had so many kittens that have had these really huge expensive issues one of them cost 10,000, I think it was like $10,000 because of the disease it had and they saved them. But it was, but I can't imagine if, if I was on my own and had to pay that. Yeah, yeah. The, the vet bills are, the, it's, it's a constant. And all, all the rescues that I've spoken to, the biggest challenge always is, is raising money. It's raising money. So when, so if you go get a, a adopt a cat from a shelter or a rescue, the hundred and fifty dollars is really not a lot to them. Yeah, it's a drop in the bucket. It's a drop in the bucket. What they've spent, what they've, what they, what they spend. Um, at, when I spoke to Sonia from Alley Cats, she said, you know, I constantly have to beg for money because the vet bills are thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, and then you have like the vet bills are are huge, and then you have some rescues out there, including the one that I'm with, which is um, TNR Task Force which focuses on TNR. So like you have, um, there's a couple other ones out in Nassau County, but you have like Last Hope does, helps with vouchers all over Long Island. Like if you're on Long Island, they'll help you with vouchers and help pay for part of your TNR. And then you right. have um, uh, TLC out of West Babylon. And they're amazing too with helping people with, with TNR costs for, you know, like there's certain stipulations, you know, that you have to be like, um, you know, financially. Um, you can't be living in a million dollar house and, and getting help, but you can, you know, if you need, do need the help, they will help you. Yep. Yeah. Cause it's all about, it's all there, you know, there's, everybody's got to try to do at least something to control this, to, con to do something about this population. I'm starting to sound like Bob Barker here, but. <laughs> you know what? I do the Bob Barker all the time. <laughs> but it, but it's true. I mean, my block, I've gotten all but one maybe two on uh, the next block over they've done nothing and they're over there every time i walk down that block and i never see anybody nobody's interested in talking to me but there's there are a bunch of stray cats and i've seen kittens and it's it's really really tough is that like one cat i think they they average it out to about having about a hundred thousand in offspring believe it or not because a cat can get pregnant 
as young as four months. And they're just a baby at that age. That's, yeah. like, that's like a 12 year old getting pregnant. So if they make it through the labor, they can be pregnant again right afterwards and they can continue. And then their kittens have kittens. And I mean, the survival rate isn't great for all of them, but right. it's, 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 you know, I, I had, um, we did a colony um, in Port Jefferson and it was a group of us were doing it. But she said, we started with three cats. We were just feeding three cats and we ended up either pulling or TNRing. And I think we ended at 96. So each litter is four to, could be four to six cats. Four to six cats. Yep. And then you have the sadness that a lot of them don't survive and, and, and it's not a a nice death for them. So the really main thing is fixing these cats. Yeah. So, you know, so even though, even though you had a rough start and got weird looks in the Chili's parking lot, uh, because you may have looked like Alice Cooper, which is not the worst thing in the world. Alice Cooper was a side pony. (laughs) Even though you, you know, they thought you were like an Alice Cooper impersonator, but it it was it worked out and you've done you've done not only animal rescue you've educated people just having you here just explaining how oh, this works thank you because you know everybody sees a cat on their block and what do they do what 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 can they do just it's as simple as go and rent a trap go look on wherever you live i we i had somebody just 2 weeks ago Caitlin and she she's from long island and she moved to New Jersey, and she said the difference in resources is, is is dramatic. Whereas there's a lot of resources here, just where she is in northern New Jersey, there isn't quite as many. She had to educate people, and just the number of rescues are so much, so much fewer than here. So even though even if, you know, we're giving examples where in New York there's a lot of resources and there's a lot of rescue, don't be discouraged if there are less. Because even a lot of the rescues here will do transport, will help people even out of New York. So even if you can't find somebody near you, don't let that discourage you. No, you can't let that discourage you at all. I mean, and, and there are other programs and there's, I forgot, I forgot, I think it's called, and I don't want to give the wrong name, but I want to say Shelter Link will also, I think that's a national program. And I think that they'll give you like a little bit of help with like low cost bay and neuter. I'm not sure how many. I might yep. be wrong on that name. I may have to bleep that out. But um, yeah, there's definitely other programs out there. Yeah. So Nas- and nationally. And, and you just have to do the search. It's just an easy Google search, like low-cost bay and neuter or free spay and neuter, and usually name your county or your state, and you can find something. Now, have you done, because your, your, your episode is called Adopt, Don't Shop. Yes. With Alicia, which makes me feel like this is a QVC segment or something. But... <laughs> And now adopt on shop with Alicia. Hi, Alicia. So, um, have you fostered? Yes. Well, actually, you know why I chose adopt don't shop is I initially before I was doing cat trapping, I was working with Puppy Mill Free Long Island, which is against um, breed, you know, right, irresponsible breeders, um, right. and and that goes for cats too. So that's really, and we we would protest a lot of the um, not well every every rep every store on Long Island is that is selling puppies from puppy mills or or across the United States, and they usually say ninety nine point nine percent, but they're all they're all getting from these horrible awful mills. So that's why I've always said like adopt your animals. So that's really where I started that. Um, but yes, I've definitely I've fostered. I've had so many cats come through my house. I, I can't even count. 
So you're a six. I am the world's worst foster. I failed each and every time. I've kept them all. How? How did you succeed? Where I failed. You know, I mean, like I, I think you have to keep in mind that. Well, I can't. I, I can't. I can't keep every single cat. I mean, like I know that. Like I do have. I do have limits, especially you know, in in where I live. Um, but, and it, it, and trust me, like I, I still cry often over, you know, when I'm giving up a lot, a lot of the kittens. Um, but you got to remember, like you're saving these cats and if you can save another, you know, three, four more the next time around, and then the next time around and the next time around, you know, and, and my favorite cats, you know, after they're adopted are the people who give me updates on them. So, I mean, like I have, um, I had uh, two single one-eyed cats called um, Sammy and Davis <laughs> and they were so cute. And, and that woman every now and then, like I got a couple of updates from her and um, like tender loving cats has a foster page that people can post like the cats. And um, I had, um, I had another one that I'm friends with. I made friends with one of the owners out of Huntington, um, Frida, who was a little uh, Scottish fold. And you got to remember too, and that's the other thing too, is if you want purebreds, a lot of purebreds will come up. They may not be kittens, but purebreds will come up. So I had two beautiful at one point Scottish folds that were purebreds. I had even gotten the papers from the person who was wow. giving them up. Um, so like that little Frida, I keep in touch with um, her owner. And then also, can I give a shout out to the local Long Islanders um, that Please. if you are looking to adopt a cat or kitten, um, the what, the page that I admin is uh, Cat and Kitten Adoption Long Island. Yes, good page. So, and we always, there's new posts every single day of cats and kittens. Yeah, just, just all of mine have been adoptions, uh, you know, shelter adoptions. Three have been fosters through rescues. Um, I cannot recommend it more highly. And if you can foster, please foster. I've said this on almost every episode of the show. If you can, if you have the space, if you have the, you know, the ability that I don't to, to let them go when you know they're going to a good home, definitely foster. I think everybody can really foster because I mean, and trust me, like I still cry, but I mean, it's, it's knowing that they're going to go into an amazing home and that they didn't, you know, that they were, they don't have to endure the elements outside and, and continue to have, you know, kitten after kitten after kitten. And, and I think most rescues that have that where the real need is, is always in the fosters because they'll say, I'll take those kittens, but you have to have a foster. And if, you know, because, right. because they just don't have enough. And I think it's what people need the most. Do you, are you still fostering? I'm currently not fostering because I had a sick cat in my condo and even as much cleaning and scrubbing um, I, you can do uh, like, you know, it's, it can stay, it stay in the house for up to a year. Okay. So I did have to take a year off from that. Um, unless I, I can take, you know, some vaccinated cats cause they won't catch it. But, but yeah, I taking in kittens just a little iffy right now. But you will, you will at some point. Again, I will again, probably once, get the offer once that year is up. Awesome. And how many cats do you have? Um, technically I have three, but there's a fourth foster that probably will never go anywhere. <laughs> so three plus one. Three plus one, but you know, she's, she's, you know, part of the, part of the family. She's, uh, 
she just never, she just wanted to stay feral. <laughs> but considering how many kittens I've had come through here, that was my one fail. <laughs> okay, well, one one fail is certainly better than me. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I just suck at it. They all got along so well, and they're all cuddling on the bed. It's like, how the hell can? I, all right, fine, I'm keeping them. I can't. I know, I know. It's hard. It's hard. You know, if if they just kind of like tolerated each other. And they got used to being in a home. I, I'd probably be better at sending them off to 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 their forever home. But within two weeks, even Taylor, the old man, they're all cuddling on the bed. They're like cleaning each other. It's oh. not like it, it's it wasn't. They just like all right, you're cool, whatever. It's like it's like they've always lived together, and they're cuddling the three of them. You know, and and my residents are looking at me like. You're, you're going to keep him, right? You're not going to give him up. I know this is my best friend. I know that's the thing. Is I have um. I heard the f word. You're not. You're not. He's not temporary, is he? All right. No. Okay. <laughs> my, uh. my, little, my little my little feral the cat that would not unferal and I was actually her second foster and she just did not want to unferal. She's uh, her name is Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. Okay, you are officially the best cat namer i've ever had on the show oh am i am i well you know what happened with her is she she her siblings were fine and she just did not she wanted to be feral and um last hope which is an amazing rescue she scaled the walls of last hope <laughs> and she's solid gray and i remember um doreen from last hope walked out and she she handed her back to me and she said we have never had a cat do that before <laughs> And I, I said, do you think I can get her not to be feral? And she said, you just hold on to her until she's not feral anymore. <laughs> I was the trapper, so I understand why I was the one that had to hold on to her. But she still can scale a wall if she wants to. But she, loves, you, she loves my Wendy, so. She loves what? My Wendy cat. Wendy. See, Wendy, Hansel, Gretel, they're just interesting names. Well, Wendy, Wendy, you can take a wild guess where Wendy came from. Uh, not Chili's, I guess. No, it wasn't Chili's. <laughs> Wendy came from Wendy's? Wendy came from Wendy's. She was outside begging for chicken nuggets for a month. Well, they're a not team. bad chicken nuggets, Wendy's. So What? The Wendy's chicken nuggets are not bad. I've had them a few times. Oh, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but yeah, she was outside for a month. And, and I guess they've been posted a bunch of times. And finally, I went and trapped her, and I just couldn't. Her, I heard she was another one. I couldn't get rid of her. She had to stay. I understand. And do you do colony feeding as well, or have you done I, that? I, I did ha do some colony feeding, but we ended up having to uh, move the colony. Yep. Um, which is very unfortunate. Um, it was a it was a small colony, which we were very lucky. But I was able to get them into a barn. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that was and 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 I do know where they are, and I do keep in touch with the person who has them. Well, awesome. Well, listen, this has been amazing. Thank you. Uh, I, it was so I, nice chatting with you. I could. We'll have you. We'll have you on the. We we. It's me. I'll have you on the show again and again. Moral of the story is: if there are cats in your neighborhood, don't turn away. Yeah. Try to, to try to do something. Don't just feed them. Feeding is important, Feeding but try to, try to do something about it. 
shelter is important, but unless you want to end up, I always say, um, and I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, I always say like you either pay now or you pay later and people don't understand that. I'm like, either you, you pay to get them fixed now, or you're going to have a hundred cats and you're going to be paying, you know, hundreds of dollars in food a month. And, and people have called me back and been like, okay, now I've got 16 cats and I want to spay them all before yes. it goes to a hundred. So like spaying and neutering, it's so important. And we really are in crisis here. You know, we're in crisis pretty much throughout the United States, except for in some areas because, yeah, very, because of irresponsible very, owners. Very few areas. And there are just unfortunate owners, unfortunate people that just, they'll dump, they'll dump the cats. They'll just not want to make the effort. So try to make yeah. the effort, try to do something. There are resources out there. It's very easy to. It's very easy to figure out, and it and it and there's always resources, no matter where you go or a short trip away. And if you can foster, please do. And if you're looking, I, I always start every show adopt, don't shop. Just just go adopt right now. Yep. There's my tailor. There's a tailor in your town waiting for you to take them home. And and you don't need to you don't need to get a kitten. Like kittens are are a little bit more work. Get an adult cat. Like. There, there's adults that really that are heartbroken sitting because they know what it's like to have a home and and you know you know be you know whatever age what age should your kids throw you out of the house like you know it's it's not it's not nice as a human like you wouldn't want to be thrown out of your house at, at age 60 so you know try to take take in an older cat it's a you know he's 13 our time will be short but it's so rewarding because he's so he's all my foster fails. Well, two or you know he my Vance my orange one was a was a colony cat, and they're so appreciative of oh, being here. And even a year and a half later, every time I feed him, he, he rubs me and thanks me like like he has to thank me. And I keep telling him, you, "You're going to get fed every time. You don't have to don't have to worry about it." But he's still like, "Oh, thank you, thank you so much. You have no idea. This is so good." Thank you, thank you, thank you. They're so appreciative. A shelter, even even just not a colony cat, a shelter cat or a rescue cat, they're so appreciative. And you know what else, too, is like if you get a kitten, you don't really know the kitten's personality because they're all kind of, like they might have like a little bit of, you know, difference. But if you get an adult cat, it's like it's like you didn't find your true love when you were five years old. When you meet <laughs> when you're older, like you know their personality. Right. Like you can yeah. go into a shelter and like Huntington is a great example of a shelter where the cats are like free roaming and you can go in. And that's where I got my first cat was at the Huntington shelter. Um, you know, when I went in and I held them and, and I sat there for hours, like who meshes with my personality? And and I knew I wanted an adult, but I did. I found I found like the perfect cat that I, I thought we would get along great. And we and we did. Absolutely. So adopt, don't shop. And and just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you Thank so you. much for everything you've done. Thank you um, for having me on your show. And if I need a name idea for any other cats I may have, I will reach out to you. Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Dan the Cat Man again. And there you have it. How awesome was that? I could have talked to her for hours. Don't you love when you have people like that? You could just talk and talk and talk. And 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 the, it's just fascinating thing after fascinating thing. And you just want to just keep talking. I could have just gone on and on and on. 
So we will definitely have Alicia on again. Great stories. Great cat names. I, every time I think I, I come up with a great name for my cats. Like Vance. Vance is named after Vance Refrigeration from The Office. So his actual full name is Vance Refrigeration. And, um, yeah, I thought that was cute. But doesn't hold a candle to Alicia's cat names, Hansel, Gretel. I mean, come on. They're great names. So thank you, Alicia. Um, it took us a few tries to to get the recording working. That's why I made that joke about the cup and the string. It would, we had a couple of issues. But, hey, it doesn't matter. It's all about the cats. And it worked out. And we got her on which I'm very happy about. We'll have her on for future episodes. Um, in fact, right after we finished recording, she, um, she told me that she, she wanted to mention her, the gotchaversary of her cat Liliana. And um, she gave me a whole list of people that she's going to reach out to to be future guests. So we have guests. We have episodes. Great, great episodes planned. So stay tuned. We're going to have more amazing guests talking about all the amazing things they do for cats. And I am so honored and privileged. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Give your cat a hug. Adopt, don't shop. And we'll see you next week.